Hello and welcome to Essential Literacy Foundations, the podcast. I'm your host, Deb Lewis. I'm an ESE instructional staff developer for Pinellas County Schools. And we are going to journey through the foundations of literacy. Today's podcast is all about phonological awareness. If you are doing this for professional development purposes for Pinellas County Schools, email me and I will send you the link to the Nearpod that goes with this podcast. There's a Nearpod quiz at the end that's required. Also, there's slides to follow along with, so it would be beneficial for you to email me and I will send you the code. On with the show. Phonological awareness. The sources we used for phonological awareness are from Equipped for Reading Success with Dr. David Kilpatrick. Chapter 6 is especially heavy in things that you will need to know and, and ways to use phonological exercises. Also, the Core Literacy Library, the third edition, is from Honig, Diamond, and Gutlong. Also a contributor to that is Paige Poulin, who is from University of Florida Literacy Institute. It is also known as UFLY for short. If you're following along on the Nearpod, there's a pyramid of reading skills pyramid. It's by the atlantareads.org. And as we spend time together, there's different interpretations of really the same information. And that one's from Atlanta Reads. When we get together frequently, I will present new ones each time we spend. But what do you notice about the foundation of reading skills according to this pyramid? Now, if you don't have the Nearpod, I will describe a picture to you. The reading skills pyramid starts with, at the bottom of a triangle, phonological awareness. Hmm. On top of that is phonemic awareness. On top of that is phonics. On top of that is fluency. And finally, we get to comprehension. Now, many times I notice that some of our students, oh, he struggles with comprehension. Well, one logically builds upon the other, builds upon the other. And if you're missing any one of these skills, then you're you're not gonna comprehend. So why not start at the bottom of the staircase or the bottom of the pyramid and look at the foundational skills? So what are we saying here? Phonemic awareness is the ability to detect, identify, and manipulate phonemes in spoken words, each sound in the spoken word. Phonemic awareness instruction improves phonics skills and phonics instruction improves phonemic awareness. And the relationship is reciprocal. And that is from um, Dr. Pullen from UFLY. Phonemic awareness is not the same as phonics. Phonemic awareness is the understanding that spoken language can be broken into different sounds or phonemes. So picture that pyramid again. And at the very tippy top is a very little triangle is your comprehension. And at the very bottom is phonological awareness. And that's your biggest, fattest piece on the bottom. Now picture that biggest, fattest piece on the bottom spliced into four different sections. Because one builds on the other, builds on the other, builds on the other. And it's systematic and it's strategic. Those four pieces are word level, syllable level, onset rhyme level, and phoneme level. So you begin with the larger sounds and you move progressively into smaller units. So it first starts with word awareness. You identify the number of words in a sentence. My cat likes fish. My cat likes fish. So can your student identify the number of words in a sentence? 
Then it moves on progressively to the syllable level. In Equipped for Reading Success, the syllable level is identified as D1. You delete one syllable from a two-syllable compound word. Say sailboat. Now say sailboat, but don't say boat. And the answer is sail. On level D2, in the syllable level, it's deleting one syllable from two-syllable word, but not a compound word. So say silver. Now say silver, but don't say ver. Sil. Once they've mastered that, you move on to the onset rhyme level and equipped for reading success, F1 is deletion of the initial sound in the word. Say sit. Now say sit, but don't say s. In G1, the substitution of the initial sound is say tide. Now say tide, but instead of t, say er, and the word is ride. Level F2 is deletion of the rhyme. Say sing. Now say sing, but don't say ing. The answer is s. G2 substitutes the rhyme. Say time. Now say time, but instead of I'm, say ack. And the answer is tack. Now one thing you need to know, up to level H, up to the word and the syllable level, and actually through some through uh, an onset and rhyme level, we don't need to live there. But it is a foundational skill that you have to build on, so you do have to address it and introduce it. Where you want to, the mind mapping starts, is at level H, at the phoneme level. And it has nine levels, and this is where real mind mapping begins. This is where I found students to turn the corner. It's amazing because I start with that and it's an exercise and it's warm up. And once they hit that level, they start to read fluently and they're um, getting their vocabulary and they're starting to comprehend. It's something that's symbiotic. I, uh, it is very, and it's an amazing thing to say, to see in practice. So as students progress through the levels, they learn to blend, they learn to seg segment and manipulate words. Um, they manipulate syllables and onsets and rhymes. Um, but a phoneme is the smallest unit of sound, like the d in dog. Phonological awareness promotes orthographic mapping. So it's what is uh, central to permanent word storage. It's what I tell the kids, it's the sticky that makes the word stick in your brain. It's the sticky glue. Also, phonological awareness exercises should not take more than 10 minutes out of the uh, small group instruction. It should not drag on longer than that. Phonological awareness is essential to orthographic mapping. Um, it's central to permanent word storage in the brain. You know, Kilpatrick said we can't continue with our current approaches because doing so virtually guarantees that we will continue to have about 30% of our students reading substantially below grade level. So your instruction should be based on a past level. Past is in chapter 11 on the Equip for Reading Success book by Dr. David Kilpatrick. And that is, stands for Phonological Awareness Screening Test. And then you get to decide um, by looking at the data where your student falls and what areas they need help in. Once you've collected that data, you move progressively through that continuum. The continuum is, again, word level, syllable level, onset rhyme, and the phoneme level. So how does this look when you're doing your intervention time? 
Well, I look at it like a hamburger. The top bun, one minute drill. Um, it's a level, it's a warm up. Say the student is a G1. How many words can the student manipulate in one minute? And then you document how many words were successfully manipulated. Then you go through your regular intervention. And at the very end, you say, hey, we're going to revisit this. Remember we did our little drill and you got um, eight out of 10 in one minute. That is awesome. Well, today we're going to do a little mini lesson and then introduce a new skill. We're exchanging rhyme units and words. You only do it for five words and you use manipulatives. So say, um, say it is, say same. Now say same, but instead of aim, say it. That's sit. All right, so you would use two felts. Take one felt away for the aim. Take a new color felt and say it, sit. Okay, so now it's a new concept. They've got some sensory cognitive things to look at and, and grasp onto as this is a new skill. We're not looking for fast and quick. We're looking for them to be able to manipulate this and actually kind of visualize it in their head. And then you do five new words the same way. Then you say, okay, we're gonna go back to level G1 and you're going to do 10 words and we're going to take data on the words that were manipulated correctly. Now, data collection. Again, if you're a part of this professional development, you will have a web link to my Padlet. I have two different examples. Actually, one is on the Nearpod, one is on the Padlet, of how to collect data. You do you. What works best for you? I'm just giving you an example of what worked for me. And I could see growth. I'm kind of a visual girl. So I put my hamburger up there. I made a list of uh, zero to 100 and I just chose 10 words, right? If they're a level G1, we're going back to that. And um, say they missed two, then I circle 80. Oh, that was 80% today. Then tomorrow they get 90%. Awesome. How about three days in a row, they get 90%. Oh, we're moving on. We'll go from a G1 to a G2 and then start the process all over again. And guess what? It's on a handy dandy little Word doc and I can pull it out and have conferences with parents. I can take this information and put it right into my IEP if they so have one. I document everything because it's ultimately going to benefit the student. So we know as professionals, data is our friend. It's not to bog down, it's to inform. So it's first to help the student. So I say, hey, Johnny got eight out of 10 and his end deletions really need to be um, addressed because he's not getting it. So you adjust your practice the next day. Oh my gosh, instant data from a day-to-day -day basis that is prescriptive and precise and it's systematic and it's strategic. And you hone in on those skills and you work on Johnny and work on Johnny. So first of all, again, you help the student. It's what the student needs and it guides and it maps and it helps you to see where that student needs that help. And honestly, over time, if you report the data, if the student has an IEP, 
He's remediated on the syllable level and on end deletions, and he mastered syllable level and phonological awareness. He's currently working on deletion of rhymes on onsets and rhymes at 60% success. Boom, goes in the IEP. It's something you can show a parent. It's something that you can share with the gen ed teacher. So that was the nuts and bolts of phonological awareness. You have the why, it's a foundational skill. Remember the picture of the pyramid, it's the very bottom layer, and that one is divided into four areas as well. The word level, the syllable level, the onset rhyme level, and the phoneme level. Why is it important? Well, as Dr. Poland said, phonemic awareness instruction improves phonics skills and phonics instruction improves phonemic awareness. The relationship is reciprocal. On top of that, it's a foundational skill that goes to the decoding and it helps your phonics and then the phonics helps the fluency and the fluency ultimately helps the comprehension. But you have to plug those holes. You have to be strategic. You have to be systematic in the way you approach students. I'm looking forward to going over all of that when we meet synchronously via Teams. We will set up a meeting. We will go over and show and model on how to take data, how to use this effectively in your practice that ultimately benefits students. And I'm looking forward to hearing your successes and really hearing their success as well. It's marvelous to help children. Thank you for sharing this journey.